This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the post-game podcast. I'm your host, Paul Wheelock, and on tonight's show, we will be picking the bones out of a desperately disappointing Champions League defeat for Liverpool. The 2-0 reverse to Red Star means Liverpool slipped to second going into their final two group games, away to Paris Saint-Germain and at home to new leaders Napoli. And there is no doubt that last season's beaten finalists will need to improve significantly on the performance they produced in Belgrade this evening. Despite going down 4-0 when the sides met at Anfield two weeks ago, Red Star are no mugs. They are now unbeaten at home in their last 29 matches. But the Copites in Serbia and back home would have expected a much better showing from their side. You will hear from four Liverpool supporters in this podcast. Ross Strachan, Sam Planch, Alex Watt and Mark Baker who phoned in to give their views on Adam Lallana, Trent Alexander-Arnold, the absence of Jordan Shaqiri, Philip Coutinho and much more else besides. We're also taking comments on our new Blood Red podcast Facebook group page, with Sam Williams saying, not ruthless enough, had a few decent chances, if Sturridge scores then the game is completely different, fine margins, better second half but didn't move the ball quickly enough. After the view from the stands, we then get the view from the dugout, with audio from Reds manager Jurgen Klopp's press conference. But as always, the show kicks off with the verdicts of our Liverpool FC correspondent James Pearce. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, calm has now descended here at the Maracanã. An hour or so ago, this place was absolutely bouncing. Red Star Belgrade inflicting a 2-0 defeat on Liverpool. A really chastening night for Jurgen Klopp and his Liverpool players. Uh, they were out fought. That was the uh, the bottom line tonight. Red Star showed the greater passion, the greater fight, the greater desire. And that enabled them to bridge the golfing class that we saw at Anfield a fortnight ago when they were hammered 4-0. Uh, Klopp had said in the build-up to this game that he felt his players would be able to handle the cauldron, they'd be able to deal with the intimidation and the hostility from the stands. But you know, the brutal reality is they, they, they weren't they weren't up to it. Um, you know, to a man, they, they fell short. They just didn't start the game well enough. You know, uh, Klopp had, had, had urged them to quieten down the locals by imposing themselves on the contest from the start. But um, the opposite happened. They were sloppy. I thought um, the changes Klopp made certainly backfired tonight. Matip struggled at the back. Same with Lallana in, in midfield. And uh, Sturridge up top will be having nightmares about the, the chance he missed early on. It was a glorious opportunity. And if that goes in, you know, he, he skied it when he really had to bury it from close range. And Klopp said himself afterwards that you know, goals change games. And certainly you know, that would have had the desired effect to just just kill off the mood inside but instead the Red Star just grew in belief they grew in confidence and uh, you know it's certainly a night that Milan Pavkov will never forget in his career he only cost 300,000 euros uh, last year but uh, popped up with two goals in the space of seven manic first half minutes the first one ahead of from a corner Liverpool not dealing with that and then the second one Milner giving the ball away and he shrugged off Wijnaldum and hammered it in from 25 yards and by at that point, this place was, uh, you know, it was absolute bedlam in, inside here. You couldn't hear yourself think. And certainly, Liverpool, Klopp said that after that, he felt they'd lost their mojo. And you know, I think you could say they lost the plot as well because um, you know, they never really looked like getting themselves back into it. Okay, the second half they dominated. I think they ended up having you know, 75% possession plus. 
um, and were pretty much camped in Red Star's half. But you know, Red Star had a two-goal lead to hold on to. They were always going to sit back and defend in numbers. You know, and the keeper didn't really have too much to do. I know you could point to the Robertson deflected cross that hit the bar and Salah hit the post. Um, you know, a couple of other half chances here and there. Mane had one that was scrambled to safety. But Liverpool were far from convincing. There was no real spark, no real guile. It was it was a world away from the uh, scintillating brand of attacking football. We were treated to on that thrilling journey to Kiev in Europe last season. And that's three successive uh, European away defeats for the Reds. And uh, you have to go back to 1979 for the last time that happened in Europe's elite club competition. So it's an issue. You know, Liverpool folded in similar a similar environment in Naples uh, not so long ago. And, um, you know, with a game away to PSG only a few weeks away, uh, it's something that Klopp has to try and find a remedy for because uh, that was a long, long way short of the standards expected tonight. Felt sorry for the 1,500 or so uh, Coppites who made the, the long trip over here because uh, you know they left short change with that performance. It wasn't good enough. The only saving grace for Liverpool tonight, really, is that with the other game in the group finishing 1-1 in Naples, uh, Liverpool lose top spot. Na uh, Napoli are now top on the head-to-head, -head, uh, both teams level on, uh, on six points. But it means that PSG stay behind them on five and... What it also means is that regardless of that result in Paris in a few weeks, Liverpool will go through to the last 16 if they beat Napoli by more than one goal on the final match day. But, you know, Napoli, as we saw over there, are a very good side. So that's far from uh, a gimme. And, uh, you know, what is clear is that uh, Liverpool will have to lick their wounds and, and go again because, um, you know, the fine form we've seen in the Premier League this season hasn't been re replicated so far on their travels in Europe. Um, you know they could have they could have found them they could have found those three points clear in Group C tonight. Instead, they're now sitting second, and um, you know, they've got a lot of a lot of thinking to do. I think it'd be a very quiet three-hour flight back to Merseyside. Uh, they've got to recover, and then Klopp has to ensure he gets the right response when Fulham come to Anfield in the Premier League at the weekend. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Ross from Witness, thoughts on the Red Star v Liverpool Champions League game. Well, what a real disappointment um, to lose 2-0 against them. Didn't see it coming, to be honest. When they seen the side that um, Klopp picked, I actually agreed with it. I thought it was a good idea to rest a couple of players, give the likes of Lallana, Matip, Sturridge um, a run-out. Going off the first the first game at Anfield, uh, Red Star, I thought, were very, very average. And this should have been you know, on, on paper. Well, not even on paper, because after the first game, we proved that they weren't a good side. These are an average side. How wrong were we that they turned up and they were they were like animals out there, this, this side? Liverpool basically just didn't turn up. Whether the atmosphere's got to them, I mean, it shouldn't do. They're all seasoned professionals. They've been... They've played at the highest level in the, some of the biggest games. So it shouldn't have got to them, really. But the worst thing you can do against a side like this and um, with an atmosphere like this is it's one, start like that, and two, conceding the first goal is an absolute killer because then it just gives them... It, they don't need much to shout about because they shout about it anyway. But as soon as that first goal goes in, it goes, it goes up another notch. And then whether it's affected us or... And then when when they go two up, it's, you just can't see. I didn't see us coming back from it. 
But before they did get them couple of goals, we did we did have a couple of chances. Storage uh, grazed the bar, I think it was. Um, should have scored, simple as that, should have scored. And he was a little bit greedy with a couple of other chances he had. Could have laid it off wide. But other than that, there was very little to shout about. I think we were absolutely overrun in midfield. Um, Lallana, I've never really been a big fan of Lallana. And I think today's another another nail in his coffin. I don't think, he's not at the level we need. But it wasn't just Lallana who had a bad game. No, the, the whole midfield was poor. Milner has been exceptional this season for us. But he had just gone off the boil recently. And um, even Gini Wijnaldum. It's Paul today who's been who's been great for us. We're just missing that bit of spark midfield, a bit of creativity, which we've never really replaced Coutinho since he left us in January. So that's I think that's an area that we do need to look at. Just to get that bit of creativity in there to try and, you know, when when things aren't going for you, there's that little bit of magic, just that spark, and then it can it can change everything to, to have a play like that on your side. But we haven't got that at the minute. Salah's not firing like he was last year. Still getting the goals, but he's, he he just does look out of sorts. Um, again today, he's, he's he's almost predictable. But watching him, it's almost you can you can almost predict what he's going to do he, when he's got the ball. All, all he's trying to do, he's quite greedy with it as well at the minute. I don't know if that's because he's desperate to get the goals and prove himself. But he's just getting the ball and just trying to get on that left foot and get the shot off. So as a defender, you can see the defenders know what he's going to do. And obviously that's not that's not great, is it? At that level, he needs to be a little bit more, a bit clever, more clever with what he's doing. So Klopp did make a couple of ch- much needed changes at half time. Brought on Firmino and Gomez uh, for Sturridge and uh, Trent Arnold. Um, it's a quick mention, Trent Arnold. I think I think he does need a bit of a rest. It's, he's been a little bit off form the last few weeks, so there's no shame. He's a young lad. Just pull him out for a few weeks. Just give him a few ten minutes here and there, and we've we've got the options to cover him there. Just give him a little bit of rest in the next few games. But anyway, he made the changes, and he he's, it looked to me like he, I think he switched to a back three, and then tried to push more into midfield because we were overrunning the midfield there the first half. So trying to get the next couple of bodies into midfield was probably his idea. I'd imagine, but I would have hoped that they got a bit of a rollicking at half time, a bit of a rocket, but they didn't. Again, you you think they're going to come out and have a real go. You you, you still think there's a chance because we we know these aren't a good side. You get a goal, you're back in it and it's game on. But it just just never happened. There was nothing really. There was a few little chances in that second half where we, we clipped the po- the post and bar. There was nothing really guilt edge. We didn't really create anything spectacular. They defended for the lives, give them the due, the two 0 up. You don't blame them for that. They. Totally deserved to win them in the end. We were not at the races. Simple as that. We ain't good enough. Um, so in summary, I think one thing I would one thing I would like to mention. I think the Shakiri decision from to leave Shakiri at home um, for this game. I think it's a bit of a strange decision. Just to leave him out for to leave him out for non-footballing reasons. If he can't if he can't be protected in the stadium, then surely. This side shouldn't be in the in the, in the competition. He's come to play a game of football, and that's it. If we can't take him for political reasons, I think that's absolutely crazy. And someone like Shakiri would have been a godsend to have there today, either to start instead of someone like Lana, or to come off the bench and try and give us that bit of spark. He's he's the one in the last few weeks 
that has given us that little bit of spark and that little bit of goal, uh, them couple of goals. So I was disappointed that it didn't take him, but I didn't think it would have been that big a thing because seeing them in the first game and what they've done in the group so far, they're not a good side. But in the end, it's all backfired. The decision not to take Shigeri, the decision to change the side and rest a few players. You know, if we go if we go and get a one or two nil win there, no one's talking about this. But it's a, when all said and done, it's still in our hands. This competition, we've just got to get a couple of results now. Tough, tough games. Two really good sides. We're going to have to get. I think we're probably going to need. I don't know the ins and outs of it. I've not fully looked at the group. But we're going to need. I would imagine we're going to need at least four points to guarantee going through, depending on what happens in their game this evening. But we're capable of it. We've proven we're capable of it. We just need to up our game a little bit because we have gone off the boil recently. But let's not be too negative yet again. Let's not be too negative. We're undefeated in the league. We're in the mix. It's still in our hands in this competition. We only need a, we only need a couple of good results and we're into the knockout stages and we all know what can happen in that. So let's get to the weekend Let's give Fulham a good hiding and let's get back at it. Okay, so we've got the Liverpool and Red Star game here, away from home. And what's my verdict on it? Well, what can I say? You know, you get beat again in Europe. It's just not good enough. Uh, The Napoli game, you know, we, we were very poor. And okay, we lost late on, but we didn't deserve to get anything out of that. And Red Star tonight, we deserve nothing again out of that. Now, you can't just think, just because you got in the Champions League and you done well last season, that you can have these games away from home in Europe and not turn up and still qualify. It was a massive game tonight that we needed to win for me because you've got to go away to Paris and you've got Napoli and Anfield who've already beat us. So tonight we had to win. Yeah, it was an intimidating atmosphere and all that kind of stuff. But so what? You know, if you... If you want to go far in the Champions League, you're going to come up to the better size than that. Now, for me, Jurgen Klopp here is, has been absolutely phenomenal for the club. He's made loads of great signings. He gives us loads of great nights. He's had some undue stick with, with, with been getting points in the league, even though we're not playing well. Let's face it, I've said it every week, we're not playing well, but we're getting points so you can't criticise. But tonight, he picked the wrong side. Anyone who thinks he didn't, and you know he's not immune to criticism, it's just like it's just like when we go to work every day. Um, you know we can have a bad day in work, and our boss will tell us he's had a bad day today. Because I tell you what, he's picked the wrong team. And okay, the players who've gone out there haven't given their all for them. I get that. But you're playing people like Matip and Lalana and Sturridge who are not match fit, and you're playing all three of them in a game away from home in Europe. Right, we've got Fulham who are bottom of the league on Sunday at Anfield. If you're going to play some players then, rest them then. You know, if, you, if, if you're going to play some players who need match fitness, that might have been the game for it. We needed to win this game tonight. And you know what you can do? You can play your best side, and if we score a couple of goals, you can bring a couple of them off and start resting them that way. Instead, they ended up having to bring some of them on. And, you know, that's how you can get injuries, right? No one really played well. Robinson was probably picking a bunch, Um but why, when Gomez and Van Dijk have been great, why drop Gomez and then bring him on? You know, why bring Matip in? Why have such a lightweight midfield in in, in three, in in, in Lallana and Wijnaldum as two out of three? 
I mean, you're going away from home in Europe to a hostile environment and you're playing them two in midfield. I'm not being funny. I keep saying it. And people that disagree with me and all that, but I'm entitled to my opinion. And that genie when Aldum does nothing. He does absolute nothing. He'll start showing for the ball and making runs and all that when it's 2 and 3 nil. But when the chips are down, he's nowhere to be seen. He hides behind players. He doesn't make runs and ask for the ball. And he gives the ball sideways and back. And for me, he goes missing too often. Yeah, he's got, he's got ability. And that's what's frustrating about him. He doesn't use it. We haven't got enough characters. We never had enough characters there tonight. And, you know, you've got Lalana there who's signed runs and all that. He's been out for a while. But he's lightweight as well. You know, Fabinho there. There were some injuries, by the way. But Fabinho and Anderson there. Um, would have been stronger away from home in this game in a hostile game when they were they were really going through us they were, they were putting real tough tackles in and stuff like that and Fabinho got a lot of bad press against Arsenal he didn't play he didn't play well but I don't think many did and if you look at the stats his tackle and the pass up was no worse than anyone else but yeah okay it wasn't great but away from home in Europe you know he's used to European games yeah listen I think he had a knock and injury and stuff like that and I know Henderson uh, couldn't play and stuff but answer me this one as well. I think the subs were poor by Klopp as well. He's had a bad night, by the way. And, you know, you're bringing an Egi on. I mean, where's he been for about 12 months or more? I thought he, you know, long and long ago, most Liverpool fans have wrote him off as not good enough. So why is he getting brought in the fray? And the £50 million Keita, midfielder who's meant to be a superstar, is not even coming on. Well, you know what? If he's not fit, why is he on the bench? So I thought the subs were poor as well. And listen, Liverpool, they weren't urgent enough. I think the the manager and the team underestimated them tonight, the Red Star. And you can't think you're going to win stuff in Europe and go and play two away games to Napoli and Red Star and be absolute abysmal, not have enough shots on goal or urgency. Is it arrogance? I don't know. But listen, they're doing great in the league points-wise, but it's not good enough in the Champions League. They need to change it. The midfield three is not good enough. It hasn't got enough about it. We've got Fernandinho at City. He's one man doing one job. We've got three ordinary doing a bit of this and a bit of that. You know, we need a bit more dynamism in there. We need something a little bit more different. You know, Coutinho used to offer it. Fakir might have offered it. Shaqiri's offered it a little bit. Keita might when he gets settled. But you can't play, just play ordinary or lightweight players in there. You have to have a mix. And I think that's what we're getting wrong now. The front three are getting criticised. And rightly so, they're not on top of the game. But there's nothing for midfield, no invention. There's no Chamberlain bursting through. There's no Coutinho threading a ball or popping a shot from the edge of the box. So it's all on that front three with very little creativity in that centre of that midfield. I keep saying it, they need to change it. They need to find the right blend. And, you know, Klopp said tonight there, yeah, the, the, the front three haven't found a mojo or the team haven't found a mojo. Fair enough. But he's changed the tactics this, this season. Anyone who, who watched Liverpool last season and this season and knows anything about football knows that you know we're not pressing as much we're not working as hard we're not playing the same way we're sitting off teams we're trying to manage games and I get him doing that because he's bought a, a decent goalie and he's got fans taking that and he's found Gomez there centre half with him and we're a lot more solid and he's got to have credit for that to clock by the way but I think we've lost what we're good at our strengths and he needs to get back to it and I could, I could talk for hours about it but at the end of the day if we're just going to sit here and say that the manager can never be criticised and the team can never be criticised, well, don't complain when we don't win nothing because the only way you do is when you say it. And I've got a lot of credit for Klopp. He's brilliant. He's done loads of great stuff. But when he has a bad day, just like everyone else in life, 
people have to be honest and try and admit it. And again, I'm not saying I'm right by any stretch. You know, it's just my opinion, um, and that's why I'm doing this. So, you know, everyone else who's got their opinion, and I, and I love discussing it, and I get quite passionate about it, and I've got no problem with that. But you can't save up these these, these performances away from home in Europe ever again. Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross the Line podcast, and that was not a fun watch at all, and not an expected result. Um, I mean, you know it's a bad night at the office when both Van Dyke and Allison are making errors, but yeah, unfortunately Red Star Belgrade just looked so up for tonight's game, and it felt like Liverpool never really got to grips with the pressure they were putting on us, or the atmosphere in the stadium. Um, you know, in the first half, Pavkov caused us way more problems than he should have done, and then they defended extremely well to their credit in the second half. They were crowd in Liverpool out around the penalty area and we also never really got that slice of luck we needed you know Sturridge obviously blazed over the bar um, in the first half normally he'd score that and yeah there were just those kind of performances all night unfortunately Trent had another shocker sadly and he was hooked at half time which was deserved uh, sad to say Um you know, I love Lalana, but I think he's probably done in this LFC team now because he just slows down the attacks too much now. I mean, if only we could have brought Shakiri on, but, um, you know, the Shakiri situation is infuriating on a number of levels. Uh, everything that was surrounding, the reasons he couldn't play tonight, but apart from all that, we just really missed his dynamism up front tonight. And even in the midfield, we were sloppy. You know, ironically, Fabinho probably would have helped us in the centre of the park tonight. I obviously understand why Klopp would go for Milner instead after how Fabinho played against Arsenal at the weekend. But, you know, the whole team looked tired after that Arsenal game. And I wonder how much that had an effect as well. You know, they've only had a few days to get ready for this one. But yeah, there's a hell of a lot to do now uh, in this group, you know, as I'm recording this, PSG and Napoli are playing. I guess we've got to hope for a draw there because then we've got PSG away and Napoli at Anfield in the last game of the group and it could actually all end up coming down to that. So, yeah, not as fun a position as it was after we beat PSG in the first game when we were flying. Uh, a lot more to do now. But listen, we got Fulham on Saturday and with their form... You've got to believe that we're going to be a lot better at the weekend and hopefully we can kick back on and get things rolling again. Um, but that was a bit rubbish, unfortunately. <laughs> Cheers. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Mark Baker commenting on the Red Star versus Liverpool fixture in the Champions League. So, desperate performance from Liverpool, really, and one which has put them very much on the back foot in attempting to qualify for the next round. Got two very difficult games coming up against strong opposition to enable them to qualify. Um, it's going to be an uphill task, um, judging on what we've seen, not just tonight, but in recent weeks with Liverpool. It's been no real surprise to me, the performance and results tonight. I think it's been been coming it hasn't been a lot different to how Liverpool have been playing a lot of games of late, which they've 
struggled to be on the front foot in games, soaked up a lot of pressure and ultimately not been good enough with or without the ball to claim a result. And I think tonight was just a consequence of how they've been playing. And something I mentioned in the the last podcast that it wasn't sustainable how Liverpool were playing. And I think that came to the fore tonight in that they were putting an abject performance really in which they didn't deserve anything out of the football game against the side who were technically inferior to them but whose work rate commitment was enough to get the victory over Liverpool which is a damning really indictment of how they played. Now the reason I say it's no real surprise to me is I don't see it as very different to a lot of the fixtures they've played in Napoli springs to mind which was very poor Leicester City, Huddersfield, just to name a few. And this is just, even the second half against Arsenal, very poor. So when you're giving up or giving out performances like that, the likelihood is that there's... What I mean by this is I'm not a great believer in the fact that, you know, it's a great sign when you're winning games when not playing well. Because eventually, for me, it'll even itself out. And if you continually play poorly or... Averagely, over a period of time, then your results will be poor or average. And as I say, it's come to an end tonight. So with Liverpool, Red Star adopted an approach that many teams have took against Liverpool in recent weeks, and that's this to stabilise Liverpool's build up from the back. Liverpool are having massive problems in playing through midfield uh, when under pressure and when pressed high, or even medium. Amazing pressure, really. And today, they just continually gave the ball back to Red Star in the opening periods, give them a leg up, give them some confidence, allowed them to gain set plays, uh, gain territory in Liverpool's half. And as I say, it's it's, it's a pattern that's been emerging, and it, I've, I've believed, and I've, I've said it for a long time, it is a way, uh, and one of the best ways to play against Liverpool is to pressure them in that mid-section of the pitch when in the build-up because Liverpool have got good players in that area. There's, n- there's no question about that. And they've got Premier League footballers in the players that, that play them roles. However, they haven't got elite players in them roles. And that's the difference between why Manchester City will be champions and Liverpool won't be, is that ability um, to play through when under pressure. And... It's been evidence again tonight in which they handed the ball back to the opposition. So a lot of the teams have been adopting that approach and once they, once they start trying to get some success from that and are successful in, in pinning Liverpool back and, and and gaining that domination of the fixture, then the second option to do against Liverpool is, is to sit deep and soak up pressure. I wouldn't even say soak up pressure really. I'd just say retreat go to a medium to low block and ask Liverpool the question of have you got enough ingenuity or creativity, imagination in your side to be able to break us down. Now, as I've described before, Liverpool have had a problem playing through midfield. They also have a massive problem creating chances from the midfield section of the pitch. Now, I feel like I'm a bit of a broken record on this, but it's so relevant and such a reason why ultimately Liverpool will fall short in their objectives is people go on about the money Liverpool spent. What other side 
was subjected to losing their best footballer halfway through the, through a season last season, and as well as Liverpool did for a short space of time. Signs can always do well for a shorter period of time without the best player. It's the law of averages, but over a longer period of time, when you've got a world-class operator in your side, you miss them. It's as simple as that. And we're starting to see what Liverpool are like without the creativity, without the player who who has that craft, the imagination, and Felipe Coutinho. Now, having Coutinho in Liverpool's side won't solve everything, and people might cry out and say, well, Coutinho was in Liverpool's side plenty of times when he couldn't break sides, sides down. And that's correct, for, for some periods he was, but he was always naturally playing as a higher player, normally off the left-hand side. Now, Klopp's long-term vision for Coutinho was to play him in that midfield section three, a place where he's operated for Barcelona since signed for the large part and that was his next step, if you like, in the jigsaw. Liverpool have a, as a, as a side who, like they are now, who have got fast, penetrating runners in behind and good footballers up the top end of the pitch. There's no doubt about that. Quick in the mind, quick fleet of foot, quick in running in behind. But when the side's tasked with building the game from a deeper area, then players need service. And it's, it's all right having good imagination and... And good technique and and and, and being a, a real threat and an elite player in that final phase. But if you can't get the ball in the right circumstances, or with the right timing, or the right weight, or the right accuracy of the pass, and have a player who can see that split second quicker than anyone else when you are in possession of the football, then you become almost redundant as a, as a front three. And, and make no mistake, Liverpool's front three aren't playing well, and, and they're nowhere near the levels they were last term. And that, but but that's a consequence of how well Liverpool has played in the second half of the season without Coutinho. A massive part of that was the front three and how good they were. I mean, they were they were operating to a level of performance which was was elite. There was no absolutely no doubt about it. Now then, players have dropped off, and you're looking for who's feeding these players, who is servicing them the ball at the the opportune moments, or seeing things a split second quicker than anybody else can see to be able to put them in. And unfortunately, Liverpool just haven't got that player. I mean, you look across Manchester City and and the reason I use City is because people are talking about Liverpool potentially challenging for, for competitions which which this side are going to be at the forefront of winning in, in City. And you look at Bernardo Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, David Silva. There's so much more. The, the, the teams can, you know, if they, if they try and get close to City to play out from the back, they're adept technically at moving it through. And then... If, if a team wants to sit there and say, we're going to defend deep, well, they've got answers to them questions as well. Liverpool don't have the answer to these two questions at the moment. And it's meaning that the same questions are getting answered by a lot of teams. And it, it, Liverpool are failing to be able to find the solution. And when, if they are finding the solution, it's in games by fine margins. So you're looking at a game maybe against Arsenal, which went to a 1-1. You could look at other games in which Liverpool have snatched victories later on, maybe the Leicester game, for example, which could have gone the other way. So, for me, there's no sustainability in that. And I just don't see... I mean, like I talk about before, I mean, Liverpool have got good players in that area and the overreaction that will be to, to say, you know, this player's not good enough, this player shouldn't be playing, is nonsense, absolute nonsense. Liverpool have got very, very good players. It's just the fact that they've lost the best player. And they haven't got one or two more elite players in that area. But 
if Felipe Coutinho was in Liverpool's side at the moment, the difference would be huge if he was playing from that deeper position. There's absolutely no question. Because when a team would sit there and alter that approach and, and say, come on, break us down, then there'd be so much more opportunities for Liverpool to be able to pick the lock or have a skeleton key to open the door. And in the second half, I didn't think at any point Liverpool were going to be capable of breaking Red Star down. I mean, it was the perfect game plan, congest the central area, send them into wide areas, force them to cross the ball, leave no space in behind for the the moving targets that Liverpool have, safe in the knowledge that no Liverpool player from a deeper position was going to find them. The only player Liverpool have who, who can actually break lines and find the players is, is Trent Alexander-Arnold, who's got an excellent passing range and a really good, as I say, a really good dissection of that midfield section when he drills balls with the, the instep of his foot into some of the higher players. But you're doing that from a right-back area. You need to be doing it from them. You know, there are spaces in midfield to try and play people in. And and it might sound about a bit dejected about Liverpool's performance, but the only reason I feel quite negative about it is I see it as a pattern continuing. And I don't see necessarily the solutions in Liverpool's squad to be able to solve the issue. I've mentioned before, Adam Lallana is the, the best Liverpool player at receiving the ball on the back foot, combining midfield to attack. Now, Lallana's only just come back into the side and is feeling his way in, if you like. And to be fair, it looks a long way short, which you'd imagine of a player who was at his best some two two years ago now. And unless Naby Keita can show us the kind of form which, or the kind of performances that Liverpool felt they were getting in the player, I've really seen it being a difficult time for Liverpool to be able to find enough quality in the attacking fair from that midfield section of the pitch to service the higher players. And as I say, a consequence of how Liverpool's been playing has been shown tonight. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Jürgen, commiserations. Can you put your finger on what went wrong tonight? I have only ten fingers. Um, that is, the start was pretty intense. It was clear. So again. Reds wanted to strike back what they did, brought new players, very important players for them, obviously. And then, um, but we had the first big chance, I think it was Daniel, with a very big one. And each goal in a game like this um, leads or leads the game in a specific direction. We gave them already too many set pieces before they scored, so they could kind of train it. In a, in a in a proper match, and then then uh, they scored with the header after this, after the corner. The second goal was kind of out of the blue. We have the ball, give it away, and then of course, that's not that's not cool in a game like this, um, in an atmosphere like this, in a situation like this. If you have then to play your best football in a kind of a negative mood, because we were, um, it was a it was a blow, of course. Tried to change for second half, so we had moments in the box. We had crappy situations with ball. They twice, I'm not sure, on the line. They cleared the situation. If you score in a situation like that, everything can change. But it's hypothetical because we didn't score. Second half, we changed a bit. But very dominant. Didn't give a lot of counterattacks away or something like that. But 
we had moments, we had kind of nearly chances. But I think the biggest chances were in the last two, three minutes. Before that, not enough. But again, if big if if you score early in the second half, then game can change. But it didn't. So we have to admit, congratulations, Red Star, well deserved. They have the three points. We have nothing. Before the match, about the atmosphere in the stadium, how much do you think your players were affected by it? Don't know. It was good. It was a was a good football atmosphere. I don't think it was like you. It would have been possible impossible to to perform. To be honest, it was not. But um, you had to be afraid or whatever. It was a football atmosphere because whatever they were saying, we we don't understand. So it was only loud. Um, but I don't know exactly, but of course, it that was not the atmosphere, singing-wise, noise-wise, whatever, was not a problem. But the atmosphere after the second goal, especially, that was in the whole club, if you want, that was now they, they could smell it. We walked in the halftime the long way to the dressing room, and they were all in a very positive mood. And we were actually in the other, the other way around, but they didn't get up, give up fighting. They, they stayed concentrated, they gave everything, they had cramps, I think three, four, five players had cramps. And for us it was not it was not clicking, it was not easy, we, we, we never came really back in these situations. We had the moments, we, we, we played good balls in, in the right moment, but then we, the, the last, again, it was similar to the first half, different situations, not after set piece, but that we had really these, we had the ball in the box and then we cannot really finish. They they come with a leg in between. I saw, unfortunately, a few games like this already, and it's really difficult then to, yeah, to find um, your mojo back if you want. That's really only that you can really do the right thing in the right moment, like very natural because you always try to 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 solve the problem actually what you what you have on a pitch and you don't find solutions you solve problems on a pitch and that's a completely different different situation Jürgen, following on from the defeat away at napoli do you think it's a, it's a problem playing away that the team has developed because <laughs> it was it wasn't that wasn't a good performance either in napoli and can you talk a little bit more about what you meant about you've you've lost the mojo in the game not not in general and we lost it in the game so that's it we had to because of the, i think it made sense to make a few changes so a few we had to make um, and, uh, and a few we wanted to um at the end it's an easy to say that that just didn't that didn't work out in the game we lost it because everyone up two nil up that that's it then and not in general i don't say it's already a series if you lose twice or two times, um, so that's. But of course, we have to we have to make sure that that will not happen again. So otherwise, it will be difficult because the next game is already an away game again, um, and the last one is a very difficult um, home game against Napoli. So we have to make sure that you, you cannot ask that question again. I understand it 100% in a moment, but um, it's a bit too early to say that's how it is. Um, but um, how I said, we have to make sure in Paris that it. Um, that we do better. That that's how it is. There was, we had, um, there were a lot of moments when we when we we could get in control of the game, but then we didn't do it. So then we we made the wrong decision. I don't think it's anything to do with the way of home. It's just it just happened, and um, yeah, that's 
we will, we will, we will talk about that, and we will do that better 100%. But for tonight, we can't change it anymore, unfortunately. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.